0: considered an emergency. Stick around and find out. Welcome to the Own Your Health Podcast. I'm Cindy Lynn and I can't wait to help you step into your health power. In this episode, we're going to talk about what exactly constitutes an emergency for your health. And we're not going to spend a ton of time on that because it's actually the inverse that I'm much more interested. And that is if we know what is an emergency, we know what's not an emergency. And there's a lot of value in that. So let's dive in here. What would you consider an emergency from a health perspective? Now I can tell you as years of practicing as a cardiac nurse, heart attacks are right up there, stroke, really any kind of blood clots are an emergency, Um, massive trauma from say a car accident or or that type of thing, Um, uncontrolled bleeding, Those kinds of things are emergencies. Anaphylactic shock, so extreme reactions, extreme allergic reactions, that would also be considered an emergency. So did that list include things that you hadn't thought of or had you thought of a bunch of things that aren't necessarily on that list? I'm not gonna claim that that's absolutely inclusive of everything that's an emergency, But the point of this and what I really want us to focus on today is that most of what happens to you in the doctor's office, most of the time when you're sent for tests and you go back in and you have a follow-up appointment and you get a diagnosis, even if it's something that's serious, like cancer or autoimmune disorders or any one of the plethora of things that we can be diagnosed with these days, it most likely is not an emergency. And I know that may sound like I'm trying to minimize that experience or minimize how frightening it is to hear the words you have cancer, but the value in knowing that you are not in a medical emergency means that you can stop, you can pause and you can think. There is time to ask questions. There's time to look for solutions. There's time to investigate different options. And that's frequently not the case in an emergency. If you're picked up in an ambulance, having a heart attack, go to the hospital, many, many things are gonna happen automatically without you making any decisions. And they need to because it's that much of an emergency. But when we have other health conditions, even if they're very scary, even if they're serious, serious doesn't equal an emergency. And that's an important distinction to make because I want you to think about times in your life and probably if you're listening to this, you have had times in your life where you've gotten bad health news or you've had an emergency. And think about the emotions it evokes. Think about uh, about the things that rush through your mind, or maybe nothing. Maybe you just go blank in those kind of situations. Now, what if you take the approach to the non-emergency situations that okay, this is a big piece of information I have gotten. However, I have time to digest this. I have time to process this information. I have time to investigate. And that's where when you take that pause, it can make a world of difference. And I wanna share with you um, the story of one of my clients. Excuse me, and I've shared it before, but I think it's a super important one to make in terms of owning our health, owning our decisions and actually having the time to gather the information to make informed decisions. So I had a client come to me and she came to me long after the fact as she was beyond her uh, treatment time, was having some difficulty with her body, wanted help with movement and came into my office. And so I'll I'll call this woman, Sarah. She came in and she was quite upset with how her body was performing, I'll say, how she was able to move, how she was able to exercise, and she said it. nothing had ever been the same since she got her breast cancer diagnosis. Much of the movement that she was attempting to do and many of the things weren't really directly physically related to what she was experiencing at the moment, and so we sat down to talk and kind of unpack the story, and this is something that we We really do a lot of, in the community, look at what our story is around the experiences that we've had. And I can um, shortcut here, an emergency experience gives you a very different, very frightening story that's much harder to go through and to live with than if you have a story of a diagnosis in which you are managing your health and you are owning your health and your decisions. So let me get back to Sarah. She shared with me that she went in for a routine mammogram. One afternoon, she took off of work a little bit early, was gonna go for the mammogram and then pick up her kids from school. Easy peasy, many, many of us have done that. I'm sure most of you women can relate to that kind of experience. Make the appointment, you don't look forward to it, you go in and do it. So she had the mammogram. She was sitting in the little waiting area and they were just gonna have someone look at the films to see if, um, films, I'm dating myself there, to see if they if the, the images actually came out well or if there was movement or the images need to be retaken. So she's sitting there waiting and someone comes out, a technician, and says, you know, we've seen something suspicious. We'd like to take you back for a biopsy. And at the word suspicious, Sarah recalls kind of blanking out after that. Her her mind was stuck on that thought that, okay, there's, so, oh my gosh, there's something. Well, when you go for a mammogram and you see something suspicious, what does that mean? It, it, cancer is what they suspect when they see it, right? So on hearing that, she got up, and I, and I think many of the women listening to this can also Relate she got up she had her slacks on she had her gown on the top half and she had her blouse and her bra and her purse in her arm and she was taken into the next room and she met with someone there and they took her into the next little room and actually did a biopsy right there on the spot and the whole time she was in there she had two thoughts I have cancer and I can't pick up my kids. And it was tremendously stressful. It was so stressful for her, that experience, that the, the trauma of that stress stayed with her through the entire course of her treatments, and even afterwards. And I'll share the rest of her story at some other time, because it is quite interesting. but that feeling to her of being out of control, of of being stuck in these thoughts, of being in kind of a panic mode because, and this is the point in all of this here, because her mammogram results were treated as an emergency. And I promise you, mammogram results are never an emergency. And that may ruffle a few feathers in the medical community but let me tell you how this works. If you're there on site and they can keep you on site and keep you in the system, they can keep you as a patient and they can do the treatments that they want to do on you and for you. And once you're in that stream, there's a very little informed consent given. You're just kind of like, and, and my client stated this, it was like being on a conveyor belt where she didn't actually even remember herself walking from room to room, but she still has this vivid image in her mind of her purse and her blouse and her bra on her arm. So how could this experience have been different? Well, if Sarah knew then what she knows now, and let me tell you, she is an extremely strong advocate for her health. She would have known that any results you get from a mammogram are not an emergency. An ambiguous result from a mammogram may require that more images are taken if for some reason, like I said, the images didn't come out well, and that can happen. Or they may want to proceed with a biopsy. But there's absolutely no reason that a biopsy cannot be scheduled for the next day or the next few days or the next week. So you might be thinking, what difference does that make? Well, it makes a huge difference when it comes to owning your health and staying in some sort of sense of control. How could this have gone differently? Well, Sarah could have gotten her results or gotten the the preliminary results saying there's something suspicious and we would like to do a biopsy. And Sarah could have easily said, okay, that sounds scary, but I'd like to reschedule that biopsy. When's the next opening? And by taking that time, by rescheduling it for a day or two or three or a week down the road, Sarah would have time to not worry about picking up her kids. Sarah would have time to prepare, to investigate, to ask questions, and then go into her next appointment with the physician that would be doing the biopsy, dressed, because face it, who feels confident in a gown carrying your bra and your purse around? Truly. But to go in, as an equal partner in her health to ask the questions, to learn about the risks of biopsy, because guess what? There are risks. There are risks beyond pain and tenderness at the site. To ask questions that she wanted to ask. And even more importantly, to bring someone along. And this is one of the things that I advocate for folks almost all the time, is that find a trusted person, not someone who's going to make decisions for you, but someone who can be an extra set of ears because when we hear those words, when we hear suspicious, when we hear possible cancer, when we hear biopsy, which is an invasive procedure with possible complications, with side effects, when we hear these words, we get scared and we become anxious. And when we are anxious, our body is not allocating brain energy. Our body's allocating fight or flight or freeze energy. So, by having someone along, you have someone who's listening, someone who can know what questions you plan to ask, what questions you have written down. Another thing that we talk about in, in terms of being the, the best health can, consumer that you possibly can be. But an advocate for you, if you get a little bit frozen up or a little bit freaked out, and it can happen to anyone, you can go in with the best of intentions, your list of questions, the healthcare provider starts speaking, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, this is real. Something could be happening here. So knowing, first of all, that that is not an emergency, that Test results are not an emergency if you're sitting in your doctor's office getting them. Then knowing that you can take time because it's not an emergency. Now, do you want to take six months? You know what? It's up to you. But you always can take several days or a week. You know, maybe where you got your mammogram, where you got your testing done, isn't necessarily where you'd want your treatment done. Maybe there's family members who've had similar experiences that you wish to talk to. Maybe not all of them, but maybe some that you wish to talk to. There's ways that we can communicate so that we can get support for things like office appointments or procedures and owning your own health, owning our own health means that we know that we're able to exercise all of these options. So I would like to have you think about, make your list. What do you really think about as an emergency? And then what kind of things do you think about in terms of your health that are serious or that are important or that absolutely deserve attention? But are you taking the time you need to gather the information so that you can truly make an informed choice and own your health. Now I'll put a couple of resources in the show notes. One of them is talking about your diagnosis. And this is a whole communication guide for really any kind of any phase that you're in with healthcare um, issues or healthcare situation and how you can talk to people, share what you need to get support and still maintain your privacy. I'll also share the link for the heal your life circle, which is a great spot because monthly we dive into all kinds of topics related to owning your own health. Until then, let's own it and I'll see you next time. The information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only. It is not intended as medical advice. I am a nurse, but I'm not your nurse. Please see your personal health care provider for any concerns.